It's always interesting to listen to the sorts of things that people say about the story of the prodigal son. Some people look on it as a tale of a dysfunctional family. Sometimes people hear in the parable divine justice meted out to the son. You treat your father badly, you squander his resources, and you'll have to come crawling back. On another level, though, the parable is really misnamed because it isn't primarily about the son, it's about the father. Look at the context. Jesus tells this story in response to the criticism he's received from the Pharisees and the scribes who complained that he was welcoming tax collectors and sinners. Instead of giving the people a story about the evil scribes on those Pharisees, Jesus uses this story to explain himself. So the story isn't primarily about families and it's not about punishment or justice. It's about God's mercy and God's willingness to welcome us back when we have wandered off. The word prodigal means wasteful. So the parable could easily have been called the prodigal father. The father in the story generously gives away half of his estate to the son that he surely knows isn't ready for the responsibility. When that son returns, broke and starving, he runs out to meet him, not angry, not heartbroken at the way he'd been treated. The father's only interest is in welcoming back his son. He even runs out to meet him on the road, which means that he had been watching for his son's return. He never asks where his son had gone, or what happened, or where all the money went. His son's back, so let's have a party. This father lavished his love and his welcome on the clearly undeserving son. You can't be much more prodigal than that. There are no conditions on his love and forgiveness. The son doesn't have to give the money back. He doesn't even have to explain. Like most of the parables of Jesus, this one has a twist at the end. We've been hearing this story all of our lives, so we're very familiar with how it ends. But for the original audience, the expected moral at the end of the story is that the awful son has to come crawling back to his father who gets to enjoy a big I told you so. But the twist at the end is that he doesn't say I told you so. He not only doesn't give his son a hard time, he throws a party in his honor. The point Jesus is making is that this is how God loves each of us. When we sin, God is ready to welcome us back and will meet us halfway. The idea that God is so ready to forgive and so unconditional is for some people just unfathomable. Some people will tell you that God is a stern judge waiting to punish sinners. Some people will tell you that there is something that we have to do or to be to earn God's forgiveness. Some will even give you that suspiciously ambiguous line about hating the sin but loving the sinner. But I don't see any of that here. In this parable, all the lost son needs to do to find reconciliation 
is to desire it enough to make it halfway home. We are already four weeks into Lent, and this is supposed to be a season of prayer and fasting and almsgiving for us. Those three things help us to remember our sinfulness and prepare us for the celebration of Christ's resurrection at Easter. But if we're doing Lent right, we're not praying and fasting and giving alms as a way of manipulating God into forgiving us, because God doesn't have to be manipulated into forgiving. We don't have to cut any deals. God is ready to reconcile right now, accepting us as we are, without having to live as one of the hired hands, without having to explain where we went wrong, and without having to earn our forgiveness. God is ready to forgive right now. And all we have to do is to desire it enough to begin that journey home.